Hey everybody, welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. So glad you tuned in. Today I have the pleasure of welcoming back Kathleen McQuaid Elmore. She is a nationally recognized expert in consumer and patient engagement. She's spent over two decades helping healthcare organizations transform their companies to drive consumer behavior change, to lower costs, improve outcomes, increase revenue, and improve experience. She is the co-founder and managing partner of Engages. And we're gonna be diving in to what they do and how they do it on this episode. Kathleen, so glad you could join us again. Saul, thank you so much for having me back. It was such a pleasure last time that I'm so excited for our next time together. Likewise, and by the way, it was so interesting, our conversation. I really love your background, having spent time at General Mills, this big box approach to consumer, the consumer experience, which has been a, a big highlight. We even did a webinar during the pandemic. Folks, this episode's gonna be a treat. So Kathleen, give us like, for the people that haven't had a chance to meet you, what is it that Engages does? Sure. So as you mentioned, my background is pure consumer. I worked for companies like Procter & Gamble and General Mills. I like to say I was getting you to eat when you weren't hungry and buy things you didn't need came to healthcare in 2005 and put all the same methodologies to work to drive consumer behavior in health. So things like A-B testing, behavioral science, targeting and segmentation. So I did that for years with a technology company and realized the value is really in the knowledge of how to do this. So broke off about seven years ago, started a, a pure consultancy. We're technology agnostic, and we help payers, providers, PBMs, and health tech and life sciences all drive better consumer engagement. And the way that we do that is really twofold. I call it the waterline. There's all of these things that happen above the waterline that impact consumers directly. And that's, again, that targeting segmentation, variable science, that consumers feel, how you're stacking your channels to either feel seamless or not seamless, has a big impact on whether or not they respond to you. But in order to get all of those right and optimized, there's all this kind of below the waterline things that need to happen and that's the infrastructure. And so today, last time we talked about above the waterline, today I'd love to just focus on below the waterline and what are those big infrastructure boulders, the big digital transformation needs that we're working on today that we're seeing real impact from. Because it really is, in order to become that true consumer centricity like consumer company, those are the things that need to happen. And We've been helping some of our early adopters on this work for years, and we're starting to see all of our other clients join in that fray of understanding that digital transformation has to happen. Thank you, Kathleen. Yeah, that's spot on. And let's talk about below the waterline. What are the elements that you look at that make up below the waterline? Absolutely. It all starts with the data. So all of our clients right now are like, how do we use AI? And they're all like looking at these future things. Unless your data is structured in a way that can be accessed and synthesized and understood around engagement, thinking about applying AI to it isn't going to yield the outcomes you need, right? There's all these things called hallucinations if you're not looking at the data correctly. So one of the big areas that we're focused on with our plans in particular is in implementing CDP capabilities. Those are consumer data platforms. Those are what the consumer companies take for granted, where they can actually isolate on a single individual across a longitudinal set of interactions and understand which of those interactions are part of the same event or which those interactions are part of different events. 
And the reason that's so important, Saul, is because think about it. When you call to the call center, sometimes with depending on who your payer is, you might call and feel like every time you call, you have to explain again what you're calling about to get them up to speed on that single event. Whereas every time you log back into Netflix, they know exactly who you are, what you've watched. You might have left off halfway through a program. They've backed up like seven minutes so that you can then launch and start from there. Mm -hmm. How beautiful is that? And how much do we take that for granted? We're not there yet. And so when you think about the CDP, some people buy them, some people build them, but it's really critical to implement them in a way that actually can capture these consumer interactions around specific events. And then more than that, use that information then to decide what that next best action is. And if you get all your data, even your past data, in a, a system like that, then you can start applying these AI capabilities to then hyper-personalize, mass customization, predict to an N of one, all of those nirvana things that we're all trying to do. Yeah, thank you, Kathleen. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you on this customer data platform is many companies are B2C, but in healthcare B2B or B2B2C. So maybe we could distinguish are these CDPs something that, for example, med tech companies can use to target their end surgeon clients, or is it more so the patient or both? Sure. The B2B companies have had a head start on being able to capture isolated client-specific longitudinal data. The challenge with the healthcare piece is that originally trying to bring just CDPs from the consumer world into healthcare it got really complex fast. For instance, those CDPs couldn't distinguish between a subscriber and a member, which in healthcare is really critical to understand because they think about it with Amazon, it was all consumers. So the capabilities, thankfully, have accelerated to become much more healthcare specific. And so a B2B2C company like a plan can actually bring in a CDP platform that both understands consumer, but is able to attribute it to a, a Medicare Advantage plan versus an employer versus Medicaid versus state. So it's getting super sophisticated in the way that it needs to. Got it. Thank you for that level of detail. And okay, we have CDP. What else should we be thinking about in this below the waterline? Great question. So once you've got a place that you can actually house the consumer interactions, the next piece is changing your processes. We've done quite a bit of work with various plans on transforming their engagement processes methodologies to become agile, right? You always think of agile with product. Agile can be an engagement and it is very effective. So we've taken a few national plans now to break up their processes, which in some cases to get a new communication out to a consumer would take six mm. months if it followed the old waterfall and it was never personalized. And it, by the time it came out, in some cases it was stale. Now with Agile, with having the right data platform, setting up Agile Tiger teams on top of this data platform, you can now rapidly A-B test, hyper-personalize, iterate the measurement so you understand what worked and what didn't of your A-B test, and then very quickly change, pick the winner and test again so that you're not consistently using communications that you don't even know whether they work or not. And these are so powerful that for one of our clients, they had a goal of using these Tiger teams and agile engagement to lower medical cost spend. In the first year alone, they save $20 million Huge. in lowering medical costs. So it's significant, right? It, it really works. In another case, we've had clients that were much more focused on digital activation using these Tiger teams. And again, 
200% lift over what they were doing before. And they were, and they're smart people, right? So it's all about being able to use the data, set up the test design and rapidly iterate so that you're continuing to improve because healthcare is hard and we don't have all the answers yet. So A-B testing of what works for which specific populations to drive which specific actions is a, a great way to do it because it gets personal fast. We can't possibly have the, all the answers for all the ends of one. So let the data tell us. Love it. That's so great. Those processes and procedures, having them in place, that that team to layer on some agility. On top of the clean data, it's the combo and <laughs> the killer combo. I was just saying, you took it from a six month like turnaround to six weeks, you can get a communication out the door. And in this ever changing landscape of dynamicism that we call healthcare, you need to be able to move her. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in you can't do it all. And that's why I love doing this podcast, Kathleen, because we get to talk to leaders like yourself that have this nuanced understanding of specific operational and marketing and delivery pieces that are much needed in healthcare. Don't be an expert on everything, folks. When there's opportunities to engage with folks like Kathleen, we'll be leaving her info in the show notes so you could Thank dive you. in. And I'm, by the way, Kathleen, I'm Happy that you shared some of these these outcomes and some of the results that that you guys are getting with this type of work. As people consider what they could do and ways to start, what advice would you give them? Sure. So you led to the third area that I was going to talk about, which is capturing preferences and permissions. So I can't even believe that it's 2024 and many of our payer clients still only have sometimes under 50% of digital permissions from consumers. In Medicare, it can be even more challenging. And I think there's a bias that A, people just assume, you know what, Medicare seniors want paper. There are some, of course, that do want paper, but there are plenty that are willing and actually want digital communications from you that aren't getting them. And so that's a great way is to first build that kind of place to put these preferences and then start capturing them. And then I always say a few things about that. One is, you can't, it's not binary. Do you want digital? Do you not want digital? It's really, there's logical buckets that make sense. Like, do you want your administrative information a certain way? Do you want your clinical information, your condition management? And then you've always got to set it up with consumers that you will respect their preferences as much as you can, but either through regulation or your inability to reach them, sometimes you're going to have to go outside their preference. But once you start doing that, you're on your way to actually having that nirvana, again, of that consumer world, which is a dynamic two-way interaction. You're not going to start out that way. You're going to start out just using your digital preferences for outbound, but you want to build that capability that someday, again, using AI with the, the interactive response, you're going to be able to have it back and forth are really helpful to consumers that are going to change their perception of the plan of how A, personalized it is, how well you know them, but B, how quickly you can resolve things and make it easy for them. Well, it, it sounds very easy when you say it, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is worth it in the end. And of course, the money saving from just saving paper is, and being green is a bonus. On top of that. Never mind the better consumer experience. Totally. Yeah. The logistical savings for sure are big and probably just the side benefit compared to all the the other big benefits that you get from having people take action on a test that they should to avoid possible, you know, downwind conclusions. No, I love this, Kathleen. And the future is bright for this type of technology, especially now that we have AI, but it's down to the fundamentals from what I understand. 
Yes, that's right. You've got to lay the foundation or your AI is not going to work. Love it. And so the last piece, you said, how do you get started? Yeah. The last piece is to understand actually what your interactions are. And again, you would not believe in the siloed environment of healthcare how tough that can be. And so, you know, in, in a few cases, we've gone desk by desk, door by door to understand all of the different communications that are being sent, all the different interactions that are available and start creating a taxonomy around them so that then when you do get automated in the future, your taxonomy can deliver, oh, you need that second outreach of colorectal, you're in this segment and this is your condition history, hmm. send this note versus it being so manual, which it is today. Yeah. No, I love it. There's a huge opportunity here. And by the way, just the last thing, what industries do you, like what verticals of healthcare do you serve? Sure. Thank you for asking. So payers and health plans are our very largest target and vertical that we serve. PBMs are a close second. And of course, there's so much consolidation. In some cases, they're the same client. They're the same, yeah. We also serve health tech, as you know, just because you build it, consumers don't come, especially in healthcare. And then provider systems and life sciences are our third and fourth. Amazing. Well, there you have it, folks. If you are one of the above and you're looking to get your consumer engagement to the next level, I think now is the opportunity. Where can people find you, Kathleen? Sure. Head to our website, www.engagis.com or shoot me a note, kelmore at engages.com. Amazing. And folks, we'll, we'll leave all that in the show notes so you could get in touch with Kathleen through email, through her LinkedIn, through her website. We'll leave all the ways to get in touch with her. As I always say, it's important to take action if you're going to take your outcomes to the next level. So I uh, appreciate you guys taking action on what you heard today. Kathleen, I appreciate you taking action and being with us today. Appreciate you being with us. Terrific. Thank you. 